0: This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with... Megan Barsoya. And Christopher Gonzalez. Today we are continuing our end-of-the-world 2020 Line Dance Tournament extravaganza, wherein we take 64 dances that are of special interest to us lately that we might perhaps want to request at... The upcoming events, if they still end up happening uh, in November and December, Vegas Dance Explosion and Florida Line Dance Classic. Normally, we don't go and bug the DJ, which is usually JP, with a lot of our requests because we know that he's got to keep balance, got to keep everyone on the floor. This would be more in the special circumstance of needing more dances. Oh, guys out there, anyone who can hear me on the mic, give me some requests, please. 64 of them would be great. This is that list. Uh, We continue to group N after having done groups A through M, all of these being groups of four. And group N is composed of the following two matchups. The first, which we will discuss presently, is slow burn versus and get it on. I'm going to pass it to Megan.
1: Okay, so when it comes to slow burn... This one holds a special place in my heart because of the fact when I was doing Swing Coast Dancing, I loved this track. I fell in love with it when I was 18. It was just sassy and sexy and cool. And when I found out that there was a line dance to it, I got really, really excited and basically told you, I need to learn this dance now. With that, going into it, it, there was already that nostalgic attachment to it. And then you have some unique movements that I really, really enjoy the way it feels in my body. It has that hold and bounce and bounce. You have a, a sweep around and then a go forward and this like little bit of samba step and then, you know, turning to the other direction. I love the fact that you can play with the timing on that and lock turn at the very end so you know the first wall you can have that really quick whip around and then the other ones it's meant to go really really slow to start the dance again it's got a lot of room to play and I really really enjoy that and get it on is a little bit different for me because I have learned two dances to the track and so It's a a different experience when you know two different dances to the same song, because then you have to choose which one you want to do, or in some cases, which one you get to do. And this is one that was a split for me. I can do Until the Dawn, or I can do And Get It On. And I really do enjoy the way And Get It On feels. I've learned it twice now, because there was a chunk of time I did it, and then I forgot it for a while, and... So revisiting it was relatively quick and it's got some fun movements with the point and then the flick part and that's enjoyable. But because I have the attachment I do to slow burn and I know another dance to end get it on, this one for me is going to have to be slow burn.
0: All right. Uh, And get it on, I learned early in my line dance journey, probably from Wine Country Line Dance because that was where... I learned some of the first circuit if you'd want to call them that circuit uh, line dances in my repertoire. I don't remember exactly how I felt about slow burn I do remember liking and get it on. I also remember it being challenging with all of the turns and the diagonal and the holds it It took some learning. Um, I do remember going over it in the garage of a house where I used to live uh, at least a couple times. And I've had to relearn it two or three times since then. One thing I do like about it, as far as my own personal memories with it, um, one thing I like is that Linda McCosey of Wine Country Line Dance asked if I knew it so that I could dance it with her in the corner at a Dancing for the Dream event. Dancing for the Dream is a charity run or a non profit uh, run by Scooter Lee and Joe Thompson Zmansky. And most of their dances tend to be improver, improver and, and below. So, like maybe beginner, uh, high beginner. And get it on is tricky. And there are no tags or restarts. Uh, But, you know, it was not the prevailing dance on the floor. Everyone else was doing Until the Dawn by Gary Lafferty. I did not want to leave Linda hanging. So I looked it up on my phone to try to get it back as quickly as I could. And eventually, you know, but before the end, it seemed like I had it. So now when we are somewhere and people are dancing Until the Dawn, if Linda's there, I'll look for her. And if not, then I just think about her. Um, also this was a dance that we requested at Windy City Line Dance Mania last year in 2019. It was late, 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 late at night, maybe even early morning by then. And we were thinking about what dances we know by Daniel Trippette, since this is a Daniel Trapat and Jose Miguel Beoquefane dance. Um, and he was one of the last few people on staff staying up to dance. So we thought, "What well, can we dance with Daniel since, you know, our, our choreographer is right here. And that was one that I remember liking when I knew it better. So I went over it, uh, and then I asked if he would be willing to do it and he got all excited and, you know, we got to do it. It was, it was a lot of fun. So I have that happy memory as well. Those are two specific memories that I have with it. Mostly it doesn't come up. I mean, I think we did it at, uh, We did it at Stoney's Rock and Rodeo recently, so maybe like two and a half memories. (laughs) Slow Burn, I don't have a lot of concrete ones, but I do have more of a hazy, vague feeling that I enjoy it pretty much every time I dance it. I play with that a lot more. I haven't really played as much with In Get It On because I've only been re-dancing it recently. And Slow Burn, I have danced pretty consistently since we learned it. I haven't had to really um, break my head open to try to figure it out again. I usually have it by the first or second wall. Uh, I kind of second what you say about and get it on being one of two major options for things to dance to that song. Whereas slow burn, you dance slow burn. It's it's phrased for that song. It's very specific, and that shows a lot of specific intent. Uh, I also like the bits in it that that are a little funky uh, that you don't do in other dances, like the walk walk and. Whatever that is, pimp walk forward, and yeah, and cross, but turn to the side slightly. Like it's unusual, and I like a dance a little bit of unusual. Of course, Ingeton has that as well, where it has the bounce, bounce, bounce at the end. That's also unusual, and for that, I, I remember Vivian 2's video uh, tutorial where her hair—she's got big curly hair—and she bounce, she bounces her hair when she turns. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. So I have that memory as well. Um, if it came down to it. I mean, I've had so many opportunities to dance Slow Burn, and I'm sure that I will have many more in the future. Uh, but if John is at the event, John Robinson uh, of the you know uh, of half of the choreographic team behind uh, Slow Burn, the other half being Kathy Hignotti, uh if he were there, I would want to dance that with him. I think I mean I'm totally speaking for Daniel here, and I guess Jose. But they have so many dances that. I'm sure if you know Throwback Love came on, you know, they they would enjoy doing that. Or if Heartbeat came on, Daniel would want to do that. There's there's so many dances that they could do that I don't think their evening would necessarily spike or peak in enjoyment and excitement if specifically And Get It On came on. But I know how special that would be for John if Slow Burn came on, and I would want to be there with him for that because I'm super fond as a you know, speaking for Megan here as well. Uh, as is Megan, uh, fond of John Robinson and all he does both in the line dance community and just In the world. A- in the world, as a human. He is so good and I love seeing when he is in his element living it up on the dance floor. I would not want to miss this dance being danced by him And since I know the steps, you know, I might as well be on the floor with him as well and with Megan because she'll be there too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So for this one, I, uh, you know, after saying all that, I'm going to go with Slowburn.
1: Yay. Yay.
0: (laughs) All right. Next face-off in this group, Razor Sharp and Never Been to Spain. I think we probably are both going to call this one for Never Been to Spain, but I mean, I could be wrong.
1: I would like to hear your argument for Never Been
0: to Spain. Um, if I hear the first few notes of Razor Sharp, I think, uh-oh, when was the last time I danced <laughs> this? Um, do I have time in these counts before it starts to go over it at turbo speed just to be sure I know it? And Never Been to Spain doesn't even give you time to worry. Like, you just you just <laughs> you jump go. in, you know, you you get started with the the walk walk ball step and hopefully it all you know pieces itself together from there it's slow enough in some places that you do have time to think which is nice um i i have happy memories of louis saint george on the mic really getting into it and kind of egging joe thompson samansky on as she is the choreographer of this dance and he he puts a lot of like attitude into it and and um I don't know that I've heard anyone do that with Razor Sharp. I've enjoyed watching Jill Babinick dance it. Uh, it is not her dance, but it is one that I know that she enjoys. And she, she'll she put a lot of uh, uh, kind of like Irish flair into it. And actually Jackie Miranda dances this one as well. Uh, this dance, Razor Sharp by Steven Sunder. And we have memories of her at Vegas dancing this in her very cute international outfit. Um, I Overall though... It, razor sharp is kind of here and there. It 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 goes off phrase. It has a restart. It has that part that slows down, and you're never quite sure when it's going to come back in, so that you can, you know, start again. Um, and the music just I, I can't say it builds or has highs and lows. It's just kind of a smattering of of fun and and quirky sounds. Whereas Never Been to Spain tells a story and absolutely builds, so you feel as a dancer that you're building. And there's something for everyone also, just with the song, because you can, you know, if you're a West Coast swing dancer, you can West Coast swing to this. I don't know what else one might want to do with Razor Sharp uh, or the song for Razor Sharp, because I, I can't say I have seen anyone dance anything else on the sidelines while that song, while the song for Razor Sharp is playing. Also, I I think this would just be one of those, just like I said with Slow Burn, I I think this is one that would make Joe happy to dance. And again, we love Joe (laughs) for how good of a person she is and everything she's done in line dance for the last several decades, the positive light that she spreads in the world with her example. And I have never met Steven Sunter. Um, He could be a very cool guy. Um, I think... I saw a live stream teach of Liam Prykan, who choreographed Pot of Gold, but I don't think I've ever seen Steven Sunter, so I have no personal connection with the choreographer there. Also, the the dance, although it is danced in the United States, is I think more popular in the UK. Uh, maybe they would have more of like a cultural connection with it. And for us, it's just sort of uh, one of those classics that we thought we should learn, because, you know... You should you should learn the classics. Kind of a t- tautological reasoning there, but never been to Spain. You learn because it's cool and because you get to dance with Joe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I remember the first time I saw Razor Sharp, and can honestly recall knowing what it was, and that would be at Vegas with Jackie Miranda dancing it, and she looked like she was having so much fun that it urged me that I should know this dance. We found out later that it is a classic dance, so then that added to it, and it's a lot of fun. I do enjoy the weaving very quickly back and forth. I enjoy the weird part where you, like, rock forward and then, you know, twist back and then rock forward and then twist the other way, and, you know, and the the little kick into the sailor step part, that's fun. It's really enjoyable for me. I have a lot of fun when I'm dancing this dance. It is upbeat, it's lighthearted, and it's almost a left field kind of dance because most people wouldn't expect there to be a line dance to this track. I generally don't forget the movements on this one. It's more of a making sure my timings correctly and I'm turning the right way that's that's about it when it comes for me for hearing razor sharp never been to Spain the song alone when it starts out with the well I've never been to Spain and then you have that guitar oh it's, it's one of those just like the beast it just vibrates my soul and I just I love the song so much then you have the fact that it's joe so that's a huge huge thing in its favor one of the reasons why i like this dance so much is because it's got interesting movements in the sense where it's like you go forward but then like you quickly go back to then go forward again and then you turn and then you have this interesting kick into a hitch that is like a turning hitch it's a lot of fun. And then at near the end, you have that end point right before you can do a nice you know, couple rotation spin to start the wall again. It's just so satisfying along with the piece of music. And it's so artfully done that it just makes me happy. And it's one of those that even if I haven't danced it for a while, it doesn't typically take me too long to get the footwork back. It is certainly one that I wish we danced more in the States because I do enjoy it so much. So Never Been to Spain certainly will take this round even though I love Razor Sharp as much as I do.
0: And the songs for these, since I just kept saying the song for Razor Sharp. uh, The song for Razor Sharp is Syamsa by Ronan Hardiman. And Never Been to Spain is a cover done by the No Refund Band. And Get It On is the song Marvin Gaye, in case you're looking up the song and get it on, on Spotify. The song is actually called Marvin Gaye. Uh, it's by Charlie Puth and Megan Trainer. Slow Burn is to the song Fire by Babyface and Desiree, but it's a very specific version, a rare version of this track, not the one on Spotify, that has different phrasing. So the, the dance was set to that version. Okay, okay. So now we have Slow Burn versus Never Been to Spain and I'm going to stick with Slow Burn on this one because I think I've played with it more and I feel more confident in it and I really like the way that it builds at the end. I also like the way that Never Been to Spain builds. I think it would be it would be different dancing Never Been to Spain without Joe and also I have had many times of forgetting how the sailor step bit like to the dag and all that stuff near the end. I, I've gotten lost on that before, whereas I, I don't think I've gotten quite as lost on Slow Burn. Slow one of those where if you kind of fake it and just go with the music, you're probably going to end up more or less where you should be. Uh, slow Burn, I think we could dance, and we have danced, without John before and still enjoyed the heck out of it. There's a lot you can do with it without even noticing who's around you, whereas I think I'd prefer, generally speaking, to dance Never Been to Spain with Joe. Cause I don't think it's one of those where, again, like I say, it's a very cool song and dance. So having Joe on the floor is like the lightning rod for cool. Whereas if she's not there and it's like, Oh, who's supposed to be the cool one? Is it you, me or someone else? <laughs> like, Cause I don't think either of <laughs> us are pulling it off. <laughs> but yeah, slow burn. You can just live it and, and make it yours.
1: So with never been to Spain, I have this wonderful, wonderful specific memory To my first Florida line dance classic where Rachel McEnany White and Joe Thompson Szymanski were at the same event which I think at that point I hadn't yet to experience so I was through the roof over the moon and back again ecstatic because they are two of my favorite people in the world and I got to dance this next to them and so we've talked about it in previous episodes where you'll have a peak moment with a dance and it's not to say that after that it's not good anymore it's just you had that moment so that will always be the high and I think that moment was my high with this dance although I love this dance and I enjoy listening to the song and I look forward to any and all opportunities I get to dance this dance I've had that memory, so that's going to always stand out in my mind when I'm dancing this. Whereas Slow Burn, I don't have one specific peak moment with it. I have numerous and numerous accounts of just warm, fun feelings of experiencing the dance and what it's going to do during those three and a half minutes or so. I've always enjoyed the song. And so I've always been excited to see where it's going to take me because there is so much room to play with this one. And since I, like you, I've had experiences with it, I've, I've taken the liberties of playing with it more. You are correct in the sense that you've said that we've danced it with and without John on the floor and although it's always better in my book to dance a dance with John Robinson, it, the dance doesn't lose anything for me if he's not there. And so I'd have to say the consistency factor of that and all of my experiences together, I would probably push forward slow burn. Although... With that said, I'm going to put a slight disclaimer. If I'm standing in a hallway in between two doors and the music starts for both of them, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown and cry because figuring out which one I'm going to go in and dance is going to be impossible.
0: Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, among the non-winners, uh, since Slowburn took that one, among the non-winners, we have "And Get It On versus Razor Sharp. And I had a lot to say about and Get It On already. I have those very positive, specific memories. I, I don't think I've had as many with Razor Sharp. I've definitely had moments with both where I'm trying to remember them and figure them out. And there are the little bits in Razor Sharp that are kind of like fun to do, like the arms. Just like N' Get It On has the bounce, bounce, bounce. But I think I feel sexier when I really am confident in and Get It On because it's got the... The rumba to the diagonal, and then triples, and then the away bit. And and the flourishes that you can do after you have like the touch to the side, and flick! And then a spiral, and then lock up, and then bounce, bounce, bounce. I I feel very poised dancing that. Razor Sharp, I don't really feel a consistent thing. I just kind of feel like I'm dancing a dance. Because as you mentioned earlier, there are weaves, there are rocks. I don't feel Irish. I don't feel... You know, there's some dances that make you feel like strong and tough, like Cadillac Ride. And there are others that make you feel pretty. This isn't really any of those. This is just a line dance for me. I don't have an international outfit to wear during it. There's just, there's (laughs) not a whole lot of room for me with that dance. Whereas I feel like I can embody and get it on the times that I dance it. So that's what I would pick for that round.
1: This is tricky because my first instinct is and get it on. However, most likely if this song is being played at an event, a majority of the floor is going to be doing Until the Dawn. So with that said, although I'm all about sharing the sp- the floor, I enjoy when we're moving together in the same dance. And I do enjoy Razor Sharp, but I'm more inclined to enjoy the music for and get it on while challenging myself to the dance. So I was, I was trying to figure out if I'm again in the same imaginary hallway, which I would be more likely to run in. And I think I came down and decided on and get it on because of two things. One. If I have people there to dance this dance with me, I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to remember it. If I don't, then I can just enjoy the song for what it is. So I think that's what that's that's where my chip decided to fall on that one. So I think I'm going to go with and get it on.
0: Hmm. All right. I'm glad we're in agreement there. Also of note, I have learned until the dawn. I learned it at a... Dancing for the Dream event. And it is great for beginners. It's got patterns in it that they can use and may even enjoy. Uh, it has patterns and pattern breaks. I think the count signature of it, uh, or the counting pattern, doesn't feel, for me, when I dance it to that song, it doesn't feel as satisfying as And Get It On, where And Get It On has the one, two, three, four, and 5, 6, and 7... And that cha rhythm, for me, feels better with the song than one, two, three, and four, or five, six, like the, the other version of what you think of as a cha-cha. Um, but I have given each a fair shake. All right, now the non-winners move on. And we have Never Been to Spain versus And Get It On. And I had a, a lot of positive things to say about Never Been to Spain already, as well as Enget Get It On. I think also it would be worth mentioning that in Get It On feels like one of those dances where it came out, people learned it because it was new, and then they moved on, and then I came back to it. It feels almost like I, I, I picked it up off the side of the road and dusted it off and made it mine. Not that I choreographed it by any means, but it almost feels like something that I... Not like rediscovered, but um, it feels a little bit more mine than Never Been to Spain. Never Been to Spain does definitely not feel like mine. It's Joe's. It's 100% Joe's. Like I see her dance it, and if I had like a broken ankle, I would enjoy watching her dance it. But in Get It On, I wouldn't want to watch as much as I would want to dance it, because I have my memories with it. That being said, there are so many cool, weird things in Never Been to Spain, and it's it's such a satisfying song, even just to listen to that I think I would still go with that kind of from the perspective of it being like a performance, the way we've mentioned in previous episodes and rounds of this tournament. I could probably watch Joe dance, never been to Spain, all the way through just solo, and she could find something fun to do with it all the way through. And I, I don't know if I see the 32 counts of N Get It On having as much performance potential in them. So it's close because as I mentioned, one is mine and one is the world's, but I, I will put mine aside for the moment and and give this to Never Been to Spain for the greater good.
1: Yay, because that makes me happy since you're the tiebreaker call. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can go on and on and on about Never Been to Spain. There's just, again, I hear the song and I automatically smile. I automatically see Joe teaching it at master's and I just oh, I think about the time I got to dance it with her and Rachel and there's just so much about the dance itself that's just fun and and it's got that like smooth but sassy but sexy feel to it so yeah definitely and uh never been to Spain and again with "and Gonna Get It On it's still a very fun dance I do enjoy it but because I know both the dances to it it unfortunately I think it it loses a little bit of its ownership. And so I'm, yeah, never been to Spain.
0: Neat. All right, next round, Group O. First matchup, Freaks to the Floor by Scott Blevins versus Faultline by Joey Warren. And I'm just very going to quickly say uh, Faultline for me because it's so pretty. I had to fight many times. First, I learned this in the garage where I was living. And I... I think I learned it the same night or around the same time as "Amame" by Robbie McGowan-Hickey. It was yeah. the same night. It was a mistake to do that because <laughs> doing the sweepy Serpiente bit at the beginning of both, I, I had trouble distinguishing them. Uh, however, when I came back to Fault Line much later with others in, alongside all of us learning it and doing it together, that went a lot more smoothly and that time stuck. Freaks to the Floor is a very cool-feeling dance. There are not enough videos of it online, unfortunately. It's hard to find one that's easy to see and follow and hear because the audio is a little funky in the one that I listened to. Uh, But it can be done. Uh, The version of the track I have cuts off abruptly, which is awkward. Uh, I don't see myself dancing it that often. It's It's not the kind of dance that I... I mean, not that I can request Fault Line at a country bar, but... It doesn't seem like one that I could just bring with me everywhere. I, I don't know if I would dance Freaks to the Floor on a sidewalk. I don't know if the music would appeal to that many people in this day and age of dance. And I very seldom see it at events. I mean, Scott pretty much has to be there for this to get played. And he has to still be awake because he sometimes goes to sleep early. Uh, Fault Line is one of those pretty dances that could get played if Joey's not around, kind of like a little red Corvette gets played without Rob Glover. And, uh, you know, she used to be mine can be played without without Caroline, Pilar, or uh, Rachel there. Faultline could get played. And as I mentioned in a previous episode, Joey has a lot of pretty nightclubs. Mm -hmm. So if you have one, you don't necessarily need to learn all the other ones. And I think this was an okay one for for me to pick as like the one of his that I really know. There are interesting patterns in it. And as I said previously, there are pattern breaks, which I enjoy. And I also kind of like just the song. It has a, kind of a spooky James Bond riff at the beginning. And it also has a, a build. And it, the message is nice because it's it's saying, I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that's just a a nice lesson and message for people to take with them at the end of the dance slash songs. Whatever it is I'm going through in my life um, that might be scary, I'm going to just dive in anyway, even if the ground is shaking beneath me. Freaks to the floor, I really don't know what they're talking about. They just say freak, 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 and they have have a lot of rap interspersed. I haven't really listened closely to it, though. Fault line, fault line is what I'm going with.
1: I have fun dancing Freaks to the Floor. It is weird choreography and because of that I like it. It's different, it hits very satisfying in a lot of places. There's that interesting spot where you have to go back and then back again in a bigger sense but it flows very well and I really really enjoy it. I like the song because it's upbeat. It, Like you said, like I have no idea what they're saying and what they're doing. But it's still enjoyable and lighthearted. You do have a point with the whole, I haven't seen this really been played at very many events. So unfortunately, the chance of getting this played tends to be a little bit slim. But that might have to do with the fact that it has been out as long as it has. And people have really taken an ownership of it for a period of time. And, you know, Scott has so many fun dances that it's possible that, you know, it quote unquote got its turn. But I still very much enjoy it. As for Fault Line, I remember we had learned a lot of dances that day. And you had started teaching me Fault Line, and I literally could not cram any more steps in my head let alone a nightclub rhythm I was too new that my brain didn't understand what a nightclub rhythm was and I just I couldn't so I sat back and I watched you learn it and I was a little bit disappointed because I really liked the song so I wanted to learn the dance but I was just at a point where it just wasn't going to happen and then it just didn't come up for a while. And I don't know if that's just because the dance itself didn't get played or if it was just I'd learned something else to, you know, compensate for the fact that I don't know this one nightclub. But when I went back to relearn it because the song had just stuck with me as long as it did, the choreography just complemented it so nicely. There's this the moments where you just kind of feel like you're like floating because of how you're moving and there's moments where you have a syncopation and it just totally hits perfectly. It's got some weird tag restart business to it, which makes it very unique because I'm not used to the idea of a tag changing your walls. So making a two-wall dance front and back turn into a side wall dance dance And then happening again, so it turns it back into a two-wall dance. So it's technically a two-wall dance, but it's also technically a four-wall dance. So it's very unique in in its sense like that. So for me, that, although is confusing, it keeps it very interesting. And I mean, I can't say enough about Joey and Nightclub's now that i understand nightclubs i used to really really struggle with them but now that i understand nightclubs they make sense to me and this one is just so gracefully done and i appreciate the fact that he took the time to choreograph to it because i thoroughly enjoy it so my vote would be cast towards uh, fault line for sure
0: neat all right next round is Street Soul by Masters in Line, which I believe is uh, specifically in this case Paul McAdam with Rachel Magnini White, although Pedro Machado and Rob Fowler are also in the group. Uh, on her Vimeo, I think she lists Paul and herself uh, as the choreographers of Street Soul. And Shoop. Shoop. Shoop is choreographed by Daniel Trapat, Darren Bailey, Pim van Trotel, Raymond Sarlemagne, and Roy Verdonk. Uh, four out of five of which are from the Netherlands. And I think Darren even, if he did he live with Roy for a while? I he think? did. Yeah, so then he was also in the Netherlands for a while.
1: Honorary uh, Netherlands.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Shoop is extremely useful for its BPM range. In country bars, what often gets done when a song is slower, like around 95 beats per minute, Um, think something bad by Carrie Underwood and Miranda Lambert or Merry-Go-Round by the Gene Deer Girls, uh, you'll see a dance called Redneck Angel. And that is a 16-count dance um, that gets used for pretty much everything in that range. So if you're at a country music festival or some other live music event and a slower song comes on, people will just say, oh, let's do Redneck Angel. We can do Redneck Angel to this. You will do Redneck Angel so many times so many times while you're at that event and shoop gives you a nice alternative shoop helps break things up a little also there are some real interesting and weird movements like the kick flick kick near the end that's fun um the scuff hitch step scuff hitch step that's a unique opening very easy to remember and then you have the big drag that comes in the next eight. One, two, three, four, five, and six, and seven, and eight. One, two. So you have the big drag at the start of the next eight count. So you have like a moment to breathe after doing a bunch of quick rhythm stuff. And then right after that big drag, uh, you have a sailor and then some heels. So it, it alternates between slow with the k- scuff hitch step, scuff hitch step, and then cross and weavy weave, weave, weave. Quick, 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 quick. Slow with the drag and then heel and heel and heel. And... Then after that, there's the cross and, uh, cross and heel and cross, turn, turn, uh, rock and turn, left lock step. So there, instead of going slow, quick, slow, quick, it's like syncopation, syncopation. It's balanced, it's even. And then you have that weird movement, coaster step, and then the uh, the joey steps, as, as they're sometimes referred to, the, the syncopated locks that finish out the dance. And of course, syncopated locks, quick, 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 lead you right into scuff, hitch steps, slow. It's a very well-structured dance, very useful. It can go with pretty much anything. It's not really set to the song per se, from what I can tell. It's just a well-done dance with steps that are balanced for that tempo. And they happen to set it to the song Shoop. Street Soul, I think, is very well set to that song. They even have the bit about um, tap on your door... Uh, or knock on your door, tap on your window pane. And there's a little tap step and there are patterns and pattern breaks, walk, walk and cross, turn and cross. And then the side and cross. And then like the, whatever it is into the big drag, the turn into the drag. It's, it's very pattern set, pattern break as Rachel often does as with the act out, the thing that they're saying, um, pantomime if you'd want to call it that of, um, of the tap step around the time that they're talking about tapping. So that is definitely set for the, the song that it was uh, set to. And I think that until you, um, until you come back to me by something St. Hillary, St. John. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that sounds right. Anyway. Um, or maybe it, Oh, shoot. Now I have to look it up. Cause I, I, I was wondering where does the street part come in? Cause it, maybe it's Hillary St. Saint street. No, that can't be right. Anyway. Um, there's a lot of room to play in Street Soul, and yes, there is in Shoop as well. Uh, you can kind of bounce around on it, but with Street Soul, it's a classic, definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to hear what Megan's thoughts are for, uh, as far as her personal stories with Debbie Pancost, and it looks like you have a...
1: It says, until you come back to me, Hill Street Soul.
0: There's the... Okay. Well, yeah, so it says Hill ST, period. So un- unless her middle name is, I mean, it could be Hillary Saint Soul. It kind of looks like it could be Hillary Street Soul. Maybe that's where they got the street because it kind of looked like that. I don't know. I should ask Rachel the next time I talk to her. Um, that dance took me a while to get. Uh, Shoop was much easier, by far easier to get and remember the uh, the the step and then point with the turns and then the other one and then the spiral at the end. And all the wall changes, like right off the bat. I remember when we were learning this, when we were going over it in Ives uh, 35, the immediate wall changes. Very easy to throw a person. Uh, but once you get it, it's nice to just kind of sink into it. It carries you along. There's nothing too jarring or unnatural. And it's, it's a light and pleasant uh, sound in her voice, um, just to enjoy from a musical point of view. Shoop can actually be downright offensive in some places. Like, yes, it's it's about you know let's do it, let's have let's make some shoop in the back room, uh, but like there are some parts that would not play in today's America anymore. Um, yeah. The R word is dropped. Um, a safer bet at an event definitely, and maybe even just on the sidewalk would be street soul. So I'm going to go with that
1: okay well I had a hard time deciding between these two at first the gimme was Street Soul because it's Street Soul and then I started thinking about it and the versatility of Shoop the fact that I love the song there is some very unique movements in Shoop that are just very satisfying to execute I play with this one a lot and the fact that it is so accessible really speaks to the range of people that it can it can travel to. Plus, I really do like the song. So that helps. But then I go back to Street Soul. And the way I feel when I dance this dance, I feel like a dancer. I feel elegant. I feel talented I feel like I have I have to have some kind of technique to execute some of these movements correctly I also play with this one just not nearly as much as I do as Shoop. now some of that can be said because I really like how it hits originally to it that I don't feel the need to change it at all I feel like it expresses exactly what I want to express minus the one or two little teeny tiny spots that I've, I've played with it. Um, so with that said, I then went back to Shoop. And then I thought about it and went, I am a dancer when I dance Shoop because I do play with it and I, I just embody a different kind of dancing. So I had a toss-up the whole time that you were saying why you liked one and why you liked the other of deciding as to which one I would choose. And when it gets down to that, one, I'm grateful that you're the tiebreaker for, for sure, but two, I go down to that hallway and which one would I run into the ballroom for over the other. And I really do think that if the songs are playing at the same time, I would run into Street Soul. I think that's what it comes down to it. I love dancing this dance. But if for some reason I was injured and couldn't dance it, I love watching Debbie Pankos dance it as well. So I could sit down and thoroughly enjoy this one and just enjoy a dancer dancing this one. And I was so happy when Rona Kay taught it um, virtually because I thought more people need to know this dance because it is so well done. And although I have a whole lot of fun with Shoop, I think it's it's one of those that I'm so grateful to have in my back pocket so that when I'm at a festival, I can just pull it out and it make perfect sense as a dancer looking as to why I would choose one or the other I feel better and more graceful while dancing Street Soul. I feel like I'm not quite as hip while dancing Shoop, <laughs> but maybe I'm just not there yet.
0: All right, since we're about four minutes over time for this round, I'll keep the rest of my comments relatively brief. Uh, moving on, we have Street Soul, which puts it up against Fault Line, and I'm going to stick with Street Soul because, hey, no tags, no restarts. Um, I do still get to play with Street Soul. I don't really play with Fault Line exactly. And I remember the frustration of fighting for that dance, whereas Street Soul was tricky, but now that I have it, I'm pretty sure it's not going anywhere. I might still run into some need for review the next time I, I do Fault Line in the wild.
1: That makes sense. I, I certainly agree with you in that, in that matter of fact. Um, I do remember Street Soul a lot faster than I do Fault Line. It would be challenging to pick between the two, but ultimately I would end up going with Street Soul as well. Some of that I think also is just due to the rarity of the opportunities I have gotten to dance it in a ballroom. And then if you add in the fact that Debbie's there, I have to dance it with her. So... Mm -hmm.
0: All right. In the non-winners, we have Freaks to the Floor and Shoop. And I'm going with Shoop because I know that I will be ready to dance that as soon as the music plays. And I'm going to need time to review Freaks to the Floor. Plus, like we mentioned earlier, you're very unlikely to see it get played in the first place.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to pick Shoop, even though I enjoy Freaks to the Floor.
0: Okie dokie. So then we have Faultline and Shoop. And in this case... Just knowing the dance confidently wouldn't be enough for me to say uh, that I would want to go with Shoop on this one. Faultline, while it does require a moment to remember, is worth it uh, because of a, all the, the, the build and, and the message and all that. I can't really support everything that is said in the song of Shoop. So I'm going with Faultline and the non-winners.
1: That's a tricky one for me. That's a tricky one. Because I really enjoy shoop. I have a lot of fun dancing shoop. So I have that positive association to it. Whereas Faultline is pretty. And I feel like a dancer. But I also notice. Depending on what time of the event it is. And what we've been dancing. And who, what song has followed what song. Either one of these. Could be a real nice change. So. I'm really glad that you're the one who has to make the decision right now because I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> All
0: right. So now in group P, we have uh, oh, yeah, no. some real tough ones, and we only oh, have about no. 14 minutes, so good luck to us. Uh, I was going to say, well, I could just skip the first one and go to the second one, but no, they're, they're both tough. So we have smooth criminal versus fragile. I love the way I feel dancing Smooth Criminal if I'm, like, in the mood for that. that. And also, there's a video that you took of me dancing this in Fremont, uh, I believe, at Premier yes. Ballroom. And if I am um, to be remembered, like, at my funeral with a handful of dances that I've danced on video, I want that to be one of them because I was just feeling it that day, I guess. And Fragile, I have so many fond memories of. It was one of those early emotional dances that I learned. Skinny Love was my first in 2015, but this would have been right after that in 2016 um, in terms of like events I went to. That I mean, that second Vegas was, I think, only the third event that I had gone to because I had gone to City right before that. So I have these fond memories of fighting for Fragile. And like On, it's one that I kept and came back to Uh, even after other people hadn't been dancing it as much, whereas Smooth Criminal's been pretty steadfastly there on the East Coast. Uh, I I may have to come back to this one if you want to give your thoughts.
1: So unlike the two that we will mention in the next Mm face-off, Fragile is one that the song itself I have yet to experience a deep connection to. Although I very much enjoy the song, for some reason, it doesn't take me to an emotional place. I think that the choreography is very artfully crafted. I think it makes sense. I think it challenges the dancer in a way that is extremely enjoyable. And I remember learning this from Guyton in Vegas. And so it's, it's one of two dances that I learned from Guyton. And so I have that to, to add to the quality and the nostalgia of it. Smooth Criminal, I, I learned from you. And there was a portion of me that was hesitant to learn it because I enjoyed watching you dance this one so much that i almost didn't want to be on the floor because the fact i would miss how much fun you have in this one i also know how much fun jen cameron has with this one and i enjoy watching her dance it as well because she just lights up like a christmas tree when certain dances come on and this is one of them However, with that said, I wanted to be a part of the fun so badly that I finally took the opportunity to learn it. And although there's spots in it that I'm still not quite as fluid in as I would like, I really, really enjoy it. I enjoy the way that they've captured the essence of what you would expect with a Michael Jackson movement in line dancing, while not being a direct copy And so while I'm looking at the two of them, I'm having a hard time really going with which one I would pick for this one. With all of that said, I think just because of the positive emotional connection to it, I'm going to have to say Smooth Criminal because of the fact that I can say that I've connected to it in a, an emotional kind of way. Whereas Fragile, it's pretty, it's it's a nice dance. I really enjoy the movement, but I haven't. I don't have a, an emotional attachment to it the way I have created with uh, Smooth Criminal. But that probably didn't help you at all.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you did clarify a couple of things for my thinking on Smooth Criminal. Smooth Criminal is not mine. As much as I loved dancing it in that video... Um, and I didn't really experience that much like frustration really in learning it. Uh, it's nice to have a smooth floor for moonwalking during that one section, but otherwise, you know, uh, it, it it just generally wasn't too bad. I do have the strong connection with Fragile. It was one of my early slow emotional ones. In the song, when they do the near the end, it just kills me. It builds so strongly you kind of have like an out of body experience and the way you like you get low into those like squats and reaches and then that weird that the the part where you like have the hesitation of like hitch kick and then like throw your hair back like it's so unusual to learn it when you first learn it and then, like the claps and The arms, when you bring the arms down, it's a full body experience. And I think because of that, it engages me more than Smooth Criminal does. Although Smooth Criminal does have upper body. It has shoulder, shoulder down, and then the hitch step down at the end. Um, The the point and points are are very engaging. But I feel just in this beyond state doing fragile, even with like the arabesque scissor kick thing, whatever. Um, Smooth Criminal is Joey Warren's, I mean, it, it, it's technically, it's, it's um, Paul Hulat and Barry Porter, uh, they are the the choreographers of it, but I think of Joey when I, I think of this song, because I, the, one of the first videos I used as a reference was him dancing it, and then as you mentioned, Jen Cameron also likes it, a lot of people on the East Coast like it, it's one of those dances that I just kind of walked into, whereas I was there for Fragile. Uh, which is by Guyton, Mundy, Fred Whitehouse, and J.P. Uh, of the the Netherlands, Madge. Um, so I I would go fragile on this one.
1: That's fine. You can you're the tiebreaker, so you get you get to call it. Um, with fragile for me, I have other Guyton slash Fred dances that I really connect to. That I think. When I learned this one, I, it was my, it was at my first Vegas, so I had no idea what I was getting myself into and so new to all of these style dances that I don't think I was able, able eh, blah, blah, words are hard ever able to really sink my teeth into this one, whereas then you know, dances like witness appeared and sound of silence. like those two reach me in a way that I think fragile reaches you.
0: I think also for guys, it's sort of the equivalent of what Broken and Beautiful is for girls. It's one of those rare songs that allows guys to say, like, I have emotions and, you know, be careful with me because I'm fragile. And girls get to experience that with Broken and Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Next face off is Feel uh, by Scott Blevins versus Let Me Love You by Masters in Line. And I actually taught Let Me Love You. Um, I think I taught it at Hutlana when I was doing classics. I was, it was at some event where I was doing classics. Uh, Feel, I've never taught. I remember feeling very embarrassed when Scott demoed it and no one demoed it with him and we didn't know it well enough to demo it with him and we were like, shoot, this is not going to happen again. And we really don't review it as often as we should. On those days where we have just reviewed it and we're feeling strong and confident in it, uh, Feel is so moving. The song is Make You Feel My Love as covered by Adele. Let Me Love You is by, I think, Tim McGraw. Uh, I would go with Feel on this one. It's it's too potent. 32 counts, no tags, no restarts. Let Me Love You is a lot more counts than that.
1: So I remember really, really wanting to learn Let Me Love You because I saw a video of Rachel dancing it, and it just looked so much fun in a different kind of way. It's not like the playful fun, but just a very enjoyable piece. There was a lot to it. I really enjoyed Tim McGraw. I, you know, I always say he's my first husband, so... I really, really wanted to learn this one. However, the song Feel has stuck with me for as long as I can remember. It has been a huge way to express myself. And when I was able to learn this one the first time, which I find funny, you said you've never taught it. You technically taught it to me, you just haven't taught it in a mass scale the way you have Let Me Love You. But feel I struggled with at first because of the turns and then making sure like oh is this the time I do that or is this the time I do this I then remember that time when Scott had to demo it himself and I felt awful because I was like I was planning on reviewing this before this event and I just didn't get to it and look at me now I'm you know the back end of a donkey so I had told myself it's not going to happen again and generally speaking, although I couldn't go out there and confidently perform it by myself, now I know it well enough that I don't need to follow someone, I don't necessarily need the review once I hear the song, I just have to let my body do the steps and I think that speaks really highly to the choreography itself is that it doesn't require me to think much I can just dance and let the choreography and the music match and take me with it. And it's just, I always, I always feel something during feel.
0: All right. Now it's fragile versus feel in the last three minutes. I'm sticking with fragile. There's a lot to do, a lot of weird stuff. Feel, it's pretty much all footwork. And for me, it's... As much as I enjoy dancing it, so many people would dance this better, if you want to call it better, than than I could. Uh, Jason Takahashi, if he dances that, I'm watching that all the way through. Um, So that could be everyone else's, but Fragile is still mine.
1: Whereas I will choose Feel, because I feel like a dancer. I feel graceful and elegant. I connect with the song. I connect with the movements. I enjoy the... The part where she says, uh, walking down the boulevard or whatever, a crawl across the boulevard, and you're you, you know, you go forward on it, and just the point and the turns and the, all of it. It's just, yeah, I love it. And I could watch Joe dance this one anytime, too.
0: Mm. Oh, I should try that next time we see her. All right, uh, in the non winners in two minutes, smooth criminal versus let me love you. I'm going to smooth criminal. Uh, It makes me feel punchy and and my arms flex, everything moves and and gets tough. And Let Me Love You is more smooth like Nutella all the way through, so I don't have any of those really punchy moments the way Smooth Criminal just lights me up.
1: Yeah, I'd have to probably second your sentiment with Smooth Criminal. I, I love the originality of some of the steps in... Uh, Let Me Love You, but I really thoroughly enjoy the essence of Smooth Criminal, so I'd have to pick that one.
0: Oh, now we have the toughie in the last minute and 20. Feel versus Smooth Criminal.
1: That's easy for me, though.
0: Yeah. Go ahead and give me your just... Uh, feel? (laughs) Yeah. I think I would have a tougher time remembering feel confidently in the first couple walls, where I'm pretty sure I would know Smooth Criminal. So uh, I would go Smooth Criminal.
1: You're the tiebreaker.
0: All right. Well, in our last minute, do you have any thoughts?
1: I can't wait to be the tiebreaker.
0: Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. For anyone, if for anyone who's curious, we're thinking about doing this entire tournament over again, uh, but reshuffled and with uh, with Megan as our tiebreaker. <laughs> okay. Do, okay. Well, uh, it looks like wow that that was the end of the group stage, and then we're going to review all this stuff for a line dance podcast. Love to. Thank you all for those of you who tune in each and every week. You can find us at linedancepodcast.com as well as linedancer radiocom That's where we stream once a week. This has been Christopher Gonzalez with Megan Barsoya. And until next time, we will see, see you on, you on, on the, the dance
1: floor. floor.